Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I embark on a Kardashian Christmas vacation, but Rob's home alone, and Kanye's lost in New York. Look what you did, you little jerk. What up? I don't know. What's happening? Lord, the devil is in the internet in 2016. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, with all the hackings, Russia, the DNC, right. and now poor Black China has fallen victim. Oh, no. To Not Black China. The Kremlin. Somebody's Say out to get so. Someone's out to get Did it. Putin hack her emails? I guess so. What happened? Well, it appears that uh, Black China's Instagram account was hacked over the weekend, and apparently a little bit of tea has been spilled, uh, you know, regarding her her true feelings about Rob, the relationship, and getting that Kardashian trademark on lockdown. Well, she's had a rough go at it. She's been through a lot. Yeah, she's she's been through the ringer. And if Kim, Chloe, and Courtney have anything to do about it, it it's not going to happen, but... Yeah. Basically, uh, it's all to hell with all that. But you know what? I'm tired of this. This is this this whole thing. This is all set up. There's no way right. that she really got hacked, and at at, at such a time where uh, it just so happened to happen during the weekend of the premiere of the baby special. This is more see through than a Beyonce new delusion Met Gala gown right here. Exactly. This, this is, is all part of the stunts brigade. And nobody should be taking this seriously. They're just getting so, so, so whack, though. There's, like, no nuance of sophistication in the stuntification of, of of what they're trying to sell to the public. Right. I think it's because they figured out that there doesn't need to be nuance or sophistication to their shenanigans. They just need to keep them coming. They'll be snapped and retweeted and posted, and E! Online will have breaking news. You just have to feed the machine. But does this really get people to say, geez... I really want to watch what happened. Where did it all go wrong? Well, it didn't go wrong. This is just, you know, I don't know. It was never right. I'm not falling for it. It was never right. Just mad that they, like, incorporated children into this. Like, they involved biology. Right. This is going to come back to bite them in the behind. All that behind. All that behind. All that behind. All that behind. Giant. Coming for it. Chompers. Yeah. Chompers. Yeah. (laughs) I love, I'm looking forward to that series, Chompers, where they all get their comeuppance. <laughs> where they all get bit in the butt. Well, yeah. And, of course, Rob has been um, moping around his Calabasas mansion, uh, where apparently she left with everything. And I mean everything. All the baby furniture. She packed her bags, uh, cleaned up Cairo's room, and she also mopped the entire fridge and took all of Rob's Eggo waffles. <laughs> Well, she knows how to hit him. Right. <laughs> hit him she where She knows where to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Took his sweatpants, mm-hmm. took his waffles, got out of town. Took the baby, didn't let go of the ego, and also, here we are. I don't think Rob has a mode other than mope. Like, that's his default setting. Yeah. 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 That is his factory set install settings, right? Like, just, hmm. Yeah. Still feels, I still feel so, so sad that he's wrapped up in this. And, yeah, this is just, uh pathetic you know what rob needs to do rob needs to reconcile with chloe because i know they were on the rocks for a minute and just get on revenge body just do that right is that her new show that's coming on e yeah i think so okay so basically what happens is she takes someone who's kind of down in the dumps and a little Mm -hmm. bit dumpy right and (laughs) she what what do they do they they do sit-ups and then they pump their booties with fix a flat what (laughs) i guess so they got okay. those run flats. Yeah. Right. That's what they do. And then they they show up at their exes looking hotter than ever, like a Ricky Lake right. showdown. With a behind two times the size of, you know, capacity. Right. The behinds are doubled up and the waists are doubled down. Down. Right. Everybody gets I think a waist that's trainer. Tagline. Maybe Rob I needs a waist a trainer. Maybe, maybe that'll solve all his problems, you think? It's, you know, it can't hurt. It seems like he's tried everything else. Yeah. Might as well just go for it. Just do it. Yeah. Well, in other Kardashian news, at the top of the week, um, Kanye made a special visit to New York City where, I, what, from what I was reading, he was looking for um, uh, psychiatrists, 
psychologists to, um, you know, to hire Mm -hmm. to be on his medical team Mm -hmm. for, I guess, round the clock mental evaluation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he also went to the the golden elevators of Trump Tower and and, um, visited our our president-elect, Donald Trump. He got lost in New York like Kevin McAllister and ended up in Trump Tower. Well, tis the season, right? Everyone everyone gets in the Home Alone spirit. (laughs) He also went the height of luxury. Um, He also decided to go blonde. Yeah, I think to demonstrate his solidarity with Make America Great Again. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Everyone in Trump's cabinet is going to have to undergo a a, a top model makeover. Yeah, they're going to have to have a a transformation. So, Ben Carson, get your blue contacts ready. (laughs) Everyone gets a lace front. I Mm -hmm. can't. I forgot that that had happened this week. It seemed like so long ago and so much nonsense has happened. I mean, that's really the convergence of all the crazy of 2016 right there. Just that photo op between Kanye and Donald Trump at Trump Tower. That picture is so ridiculous. Neither one of them looks happy. It looks like they teamed up together to announce that Christmas was canceled. Right. That's what that picture told me. It's all over. Yeah. Um, And, you know, anyone out there thinking, I know Rick Ross was saying that he faked his mental breakdown or whatever because it was a publicity stunt. Or whatever the story is there. Like, if your first order of business after literally checking out of the mental hospital is to go see Donald Trump, like, book a meeting with Donald Trump. Yeah, because you have important things to talk about and discuss. But only for 10 minutes. Right. He's not well. Yeah. I don't think that you've recovered from your, you know, your narcissistic personality disorder. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the Lexapro has fully kicked in. They need to reinstate that 5150 until the meds are fully functional. Right, until they fully kick on in. Yeah. But he went, and nobody stopped him, because why would you? Sure, he's force of nature. And Trump also, I mean, you know, you think that you want to finish filling out your cabinet, making sure that you're getting a security briefing about things, but no, you're going to take a meeting with Cuckoo Kanye. Right, and make sure everybody knows about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, since he's foregoing all of his security briefings, he's got plenty of free time, I guess. Yeah. Well, that will tweet it, it's clear take that he's, he has missed his security briefings because I think, you know, the number one tenet of like all security briefings is not to let crazy people up, up, you know, sure. up into the white house. Don't let them through the front door. Right. Don't even, don't open the door. Right. So that's, yeah, that's, that's where we're at with that. You now there are a lot of people so speculating to though. To in 2017. Which is? I'm just saying, if this is any indication, oh, this right. parade yeah, of definitely. cartoonery, then uh, 2017's got a, a lot of uh, surprises in store for us, I think. Yeah, we, we're gonna, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of hubbubaloo and hogwash yeah. in 2017. Now, a lot of people have been saying that there's a possibility that maybe Kanye went to talk to Donald Trump because he is going to actually perform at the inauguration as like yeah. a surprise performer. That was my guess because they're is struggling happening, to find this. But I, but the thing is, I think that this is just another horrible move. And this really, if if Kanye is trying to be successful at completely alienating his fan base of African Americans, I think that he's successful. Oh yeah, of course. I, I really hope that this isn't true, considering that I think the person that they have. Uh, singing the national anthem as someone who came in like second on America's Got Talent. Like no one else is showing yeah. up to do this. Uh, if he does end up performing, I hope that he performs like Black Skinhead or something like that. Mm. Like that would be appropriate. Yeah, or it, he shows us that like he masterminded the whole thing, and maybe this was all a performance just to get inside and subvert the whole organization. Well, that's and commitment. really like Donald Trump commitment. doesn't care about black people. Yeah, I don't think it goes that deep. Again, remember the the I think that they've pulled too many pages. There there are no more pages out of the Kardashian stunt handbook, and uh, you know they're just kind of relying on their their uh, lack of creativity for any sort of you know publicity. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Only time will tell. Mm. Um, what got what I thought was a, a Christmas gift that came in early. Uh, last night that turned out I mean, to be a hoax, but it's still pretty funny. Did you uh-oh. see that that video? Oh, you sent it to me, actually, of oh, CeeLo Green. <laughs> that video 
of the phone exploding in his face and falling okay. out of the chair. Well, I, you know, I, I kind of left it open ended, and I didn't give, I didn't provide any commentary. I didn't even prepare you with a, you know, preface it the, the the message with anything. I just put the link in, and basically had you watch yeah. the video. Yeah. So basically, it's a well, it's an alleged uh, surveillance camera video of CeeLo in the studio, and he's with a bunch of people. I guess he's recording or working, you know, working mm-hmm. on some beats or whatever. Um, but there's a moment during uh, the recording of it that he's on his self on his cell phone in uh you know in his you know desk chair and all of a sudden you see steam and a pop and the phone explodes <laughs> and CeeLo falls to the ground and rolls around. Right. And then it cuts off. Like someone gifted him a Samsung Galaxy for Christmas. Right. So I think this happened like maybe Saturday and uh people were speculating that, you know, you know, CeeLo Green was injured by an exploding Samsung seven and you know. Right. So it got a lot of traction this weekend. But apparently it was all a big ruse, right? Right. Apparently it was fake. He's fine. He let everybody know on social media that he was okay. Um, he didn't. I don't think he said that it was a like a stunt, but obviously that's the implication. I think mm-hmm. it's safe to infer that some sort of. I don't know what he's promoting. Well, he he followed up with a uh, you know um, a follow up video on his Instagram account saying that he was okay. Um, he didn't really go into specifics about the exploding phone, but he did. Uh, take the opportunity to uh, let his followers know that he was working on music and something about some new, you know, uh, alter ego that he's working on. Something like Gnarls, Gnarls Robinson, something crazy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. And he's, you know, I guess, I guess this is just basically to promote new CeeLo uh, music that's coming out soon. But you know what? I, I, it already felt very suspect to me. I'm like, what's a celebrity doing rocking a Samsung 7? That's if you can't really get with an iPhone, right? I think that that's when you settle for less. Oh, really? That's a yeah. step up, a step above Boost Mobile. Yeah, that's like that's like a tweety tweety tweet Nextel plan situation, right? You know, there. that's how I always feel too when it comes to those Samsung phones. But as I'm constantly reminded whenever I bring this up, that Android phones are actually um, the most popular phones in the world. They outperform and outnumber iPhones like two to one or three to one globally. But just for status, I think that celebrities have an iPhone or a BlackBerry. Do yeah. they really use iPhone it? or BlackBerry. I don't think they don't. Yeah, and I no, think no, that no. the only reason that there are so many Android phones is because that Android platform uh, works on so many different kinds of phones. That's right. the difference. Yeah. Anyway, but I was like, no. I, you're not going to convince me that a, an exploding phone is the way to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Forget it. Yeah. I smelled a rat. I knew it. It was still funny, though. That, yes. like, psh, out of the out of the chair onto the floor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know CeeLo could move like that. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive choreography if it was faked. <laughs> uh, so how's your, your holiday preparation going? Pretty good. You know, we got the Christmas tree, uh, like, a week and a half ago. And I love a nice, fresh-cut tree. There's you really do. Nothing, you know, says Christmas than a fresh tree walking into your house and smelling the fresh cut pine. But let me tell you something. I am never, ever, ever, ever. And this is someone that, like, I work out regularly, Uh but I really struggle with the watering of the tree because you've got to bend down, (laughs) get the water, and get up under that tree. I would rather run three miles. Right. It's like a it's like a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. It like sure you're trying is. to go under the lasers. You're not you're trying not to get stabbed with needles. Uh-huh. And it's just it's a big production. It's like do you go big in production. face down because then you get needles down your back? Do you go in face up and you get needles in your eyes and mouth? Right. Yeah. Is there some kind of invention that can be created so I can just avoid watering the tree? Yeah, I'm sure there's some contraption that you can get yeah. the, like a Dollar Tree right. general store there's or something like that. Or like a watering can with a long neck, something that'll get down there for you so that you don't have to yeah. bend too far. But yeah, Christmas is coming along here. We've got some gifts under the tree. It's going good. How's your Christmas shopping? You all, you all set? Um, Yeah, I think I've gotten as far. I've done a lot of online shopping. Nothing has showed up yet. So yeah, I'm just going to hope that it gets here in time. Nail biter. Yeah. It's a nail biter. Yeah. And uh, we are going to have a very busy, like, next 
three weeks, uh, we went from having zero plans to having a million plans. And we're hosting people constantly from starting this weekend. We've got visitors uh, straight through January 5th, like constantly. Basically, it's like the Obama farewell tour. It basically is. And I I mm-hmm. honestly, this weekend was a big weekend for uh, Christmas parties. We had our alcoholidays thing uh, last night. Last night, actually, there were yeah. three Christmas parties that were I was trying to get to, including one that I knew I wasn't going to get to, but I said that I would just because it would be it was easier than declining the invitation outright. Um, Sometimes you just gotta gotta try to just yeah, or just say, "Oh yeah, I'll see you there." Can't wait. I'll see you there, knowing right. good and well. I was it's there. Not the, gonna that happen. eggnog was delicious. Oh yeah, um, but mm. I need a little more silent. Have you had, have you had your annual taste of the eggnog yet? Uh, I, I sampled the eggnog when Thanksgiving got here, but I haven't revisited. I used to oh, really live, I used to really live for that eggnog and I used to drink it oh, re- yeah. recklessly. Uh, and now I don't really check it's, for it. You know, no. I think it, you know, it comes in it, there. It cycles. It's cyclical. Yeah. Eggnog, love, I think. Cause you can make yourself sick. You could. <laughs> yeah. Quite easily. Quite easily. Because, you know, also, the I coupled it with just drinking it regularly, but I also do have a, a Starbucks eggnog latte on top of that, too, during the mornings. No. Nope. So, I gave up on those complicated Starbucks drinks altogether. Now, whenever I go there, I just get, a, like, a medium coffee because I don't want to wait. I don't want them to mess it up. You don't need for it to be complicated. And also, all that you just foam want, and cream. Yeah, just keep it simple. No yeah. sprinkles. No cinnamon nutmeg. I also just don't need a digestive issue because I'm, I always go to Starbucks before work. And if I get a, a venti something foamy and creamy and gourmet mm-hmm. desserty, then I'm going to have a problem. For you get the bubble guts. Bubble guts for okay. the rest of well, the day. Don't, don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Don't it's go a there. public service, really. New York Magazine has been doing a best of of 2016. And while I haven't caught all of them, uh, I'm not even sure if this made the list, but I was watching Michael Che's stand-up special on netflix do you happen to catch yeah, that i haven't seen it yet um netflix keeps trying to get me to watch it and i like mm-hmm. michael che i really like him in a weekend update but i for some reason i'm not sure that i will like his stand-up special so i've been kind of avoiding it his stand-up was okay i mean you know it was very topical and he's a funny guy i you know i've been trying to and this is kind of my goal for 2017 mm-hmm. to improve my spanish speaking skills Okay. So what I found myself doing is I ties in. <laughs> well, what I've been doing is that when I'm watching anything on Netflix, I will set the subtitles to Spanish. Smart. Just so I can kind of learn more vocabulary and just kind of keep my, you know, Spanish reading comprehension up to snuff, you know. Okay. It's kind of like an extra way to do it is like sort of like a a passive way of learning, you know? Mm-hmm. Just an opportunity to broaden my you know, intellectual academic horizons. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's smart. I think a way of making that passive learning more active is maybe if you reversed it and set the voiceover to Spanish and the subtitles to English. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying my best here. Uh Anyway, so I was watching Michael Che. I had the subtitles on and there are many moments throughout, you know, his set where he says the N word, Mm -hmm. the actual N word. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you've taken any Spanish before. No, but never. Like, I took French in school. Oh, well, damn it. You're not going to know any of this. But anyway, so <laughs> uh-huh. he says the actual N-word a few times. Now, I'm like, I wonder how this is going to translate in the subtitles. Uh-huh. And, okay, thinking maybe they'll just say N-word, but in Spanish, which would just be la palabra de n but no, okay. they don't. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, sure. Instead of using that, whoever this translator was, this, you know, oh, no. closed captioning subtitler. I'm so nervous. Used the term negros de mierda. Oh, so no. So basically, the N-word basically equates to shitty black guy. Yeah. I don't know how I feel See, about that. And I didn't even take Spanish <laughs> and I knew what was coming. I don't know how I feel about that. That I feel like that deserves an email, a strongly worded letter to and, and a rope an at sign on Twitter to yeah, Netflix. Yeah, to Netflix. With exclamation points and all caps. Maybe some of our Spanish listeners can elucidate this for us. Is that how it goes down? 
<laughs> is that how is, that, is it really like that? Spanish closed caption people? Is it really like that? That's not right. I don't if know. That's the case. That might be for the wall. <laughs> maybe they're just trying to really put the emphasis behind that but i think that anybody knows if you just put a through inward in there you, i think anyone will get the inference right yeah but no I they had to so. go that extra mile and put the extra stank on it just you know what so I mean? you know Mm-mm. i mean Mm-mm. do we need to email margaret cho about this can she help yeah us? I, I don't know well maybe well you know she's all about the people and the yeah. advancement even if well, maybe that's you know that's where we should go following this. Margaret Cho. Uh, so what's the deal with, with Margaret Cho? Okay, so Margaret Cho was in the news this week because she's she, a controversy um, in our, our favorite movie, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about the fact that the role played by Tilda Swinton has been whitewashed. Um, the character was originally, I think it was like a, Tibet, a Tibetan monk. And and she was on uh, Bobby Lee's from Mad TV's podcast it's called Tiger Belly, and she was talking about an exchange that she had uh, with Tilda Swinton. I guess she said that Tilda Swinton had called her, and she had this really um, well. Basically, she kind of broke it down as them having kind of an, an argument about the situation. The, you Wait, know, Tilda Swinton yeah, contacted yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. This is um, it was uh, uh, Mrs. Swan. You know. Um, Alex? Yeah, Alex Borstein, yeah. Alex Borstein. She hooked us up, which is the most <laughs> ironic. <laughs> what do you mean she hooked you up like? She hooked so Ms. Alex Swan Borstein, right, was, anyone knows, was on yeah, Mad yeah, TV, yeah, right? She did play Miss Swan. Swan. She's, a, she's a white girl, yeah, yeah. right? So she doesn't... To me, Miss Swan was hilarious. I it's think it's hilarious. Funny to me. Funny I, to like me it. Too, I think right? it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so she said, is it cool if I give Tilda your number because she wants to talk to you? Oh my god! And I go, okay. all right. <laughs> and uh, so then Tilda, well, Tilda emailed and eventually emailed me, and um, she said uh, uh, that she didn't understand why people were so mad about Doctor Strange, mm. and she wanted to talk about it, you know, and I, and wanted to get my take on why all the Asian people were mad, and you know, long conversation, and it was so weird. You know, yeah. and I, I was like, you know, could, could, could you please tell them not to be so? I'm like, bitch, I can't tell. Them. <laughs> <laughs> you are the a... president of all yeah. Asians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are. You are. The, you are the president. <laughs> American <laughs> division. But it was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a yellow phone under a cape. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Hello. <laughs> don't be mad. Don't be mad. <laughs> it's just Tilda. <laughs> it's just yeah. Tilda. We should though have that. There oh, should be a lo- be yellow a, phone. Oh, yeah, representing Margaret. She go to Margaret's house. <laughs> and a cake dome. Yeah, I'm nominating her. Nominating her. Yeah, yeah. let's do it right now. And I think everyone with hands down. You're the person. <laughs> should we call Cape? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna call Cape. Let's call Cape. Let's call Cape. <laughs> <right now. laughs> yeah. um, but we had a long discussion, and she also wanted me not to tell anybody. So don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, no, no, I won't tell anybody. I promise. She said, "Don't tell anybody." <laughs> yes. And then I, you know, but it was a long, like, kind of a fight about why the part should not have gone to her. That's what I thought. Yeah. The part should not have gone to her. And uh, we had a fight about it. And, and um, basically it ended with her saying, well, I'm producing a movie with Steven Yeun starring. Oh, oh like mm. I have a black friend. I can see, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. See, I, I'm producing I'm paying my dues for yeah. your, um, for the Asians. So yeah. therefore I can be them. Yeah. Uh, but at least well, she's, at least she's producing I, I, a film I, with him in it. She was good in it too. I also. <laughs> she was Does he have to read for it? <laughs> yeah. I, five lines. Not, he he has five lines. Five lines. He had to read. <laughs> he had to read. She ended up playing the part. <laughs> hey, no, I have to say, I love Tilda Swinton. And oh, yeah. I am open to. You. She seems alien, but I'm open to accepting that she's human and that she makes mistakes and, sure. you know, it's easily capable of a misstep like all of us are. However, I don't actually think this was a misstep. I'm Team Tilda and I don't see what the big deal is. Well, I'm Team Tilda too because Team Tilda actually responded uh, to the article that was in Jezebel magazine and she actually came, Tilda came with receipts. Oh, and great. in fact, she never had a phone conversation with Margaret to number one. She actually had an email exchange with Margaret. And oh. basically, 
if you read the exchange, it see. I think that Margaret kind of took comedic liberties in how she retold the story and how things actually went down. Um, and honestly, I, I think that Tilda is really sense was obviously very sensitive and and very aware of the issue. And like, if you just kind of read the email back and forth between the two, I, you know, I don't think Tilda's really in the wrong here. And Margaret Cho just comes off being kind of kooky and crazy, and she just seems like she's trying to stir the pot and maybe get some publicity. But out aside of this. from that point, I would say, I mean, she played a character in a comic book movie. Who fucking cares? That is not a real person. It's not like she took a historical figure and regendered and re-raced that person. Right. I can see, but I can, I also see the argument where, you know, I think that it is important to have Asian visibility in, you know, television and film. But I think that, you know, I think the studio was kind of caught between a rock and a hard place because you also don't want to go down that road of, you know, creating this sort of like Asian kind of caricature of like, yeah. you know, the old wise Asian man. Exactly. And, Another you know, the whole stereotype. sort of like, you know, grasshopper, you know, sensei thing. Snatch the so, Yeah. I mean, right. damned if you do, damned if you don't in this instance. If they'd gotten a real uh, Tibetan person or an Asian person to play this character the, who is a, an ancient stereotype of like an ancient Asian mystic, mm-hmm. then I think they would have equal cause to be up in arms. And um, Benedict, the other actor, the other Asian actor... Um, in the movie uh, represents a character like that already. So it's not mm-hmm. like that they didn't have any Asian people. Also, Chiwetel Ejiofor's character in the movie was a white guy. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I mean, when I yeah. saw the movie, I couldn't stop screaming about the fact that like Benedict Cumberbatch doesn't need to be doing an American accent. It's really distracting and it's not that great. Why can't he just be British? We're already talking about a, a magical superhero. We are not in the realm of reality. Let these people do what comes naturally to them so that at least yeah. it looks real. Just be for real. I know, You know, it, it's recently I feel like there have been a lot of British actors trying to pull off an American accent. And it's so um, distracting because they never are completely 100% successful. Yeah. Or like it's like 90% good and then they hit a hard R somewhere and it just you really have to like pull back and give it a side yeah. eye. And it just yeah, snaps you-, you out of the experience. And you're like, what? You know, you're like black guy to Merida. What'd you say? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to get back at us because we allowed Renee Zellweger to be Bridget Jones. And, you know, maybe that's what it British is. Maybe I think that's, that's what it is. American revenge. That's it. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's what happens when you put evil out into the world. When mm-hmm. you export nonsense, you import nonsense. Um, here's a question. Speaking of, yeah. uh, actors making choices julia roberts is coming to tv and i don't know why this i don't know what about this conversation triggered this memory for me but we were Mm -hmm. trying to settle this uh argument last night at the party um she's about to do this new series on television it's Mm -hmm. called today will be different which um is about based on this series of books by uh maria semple um or this book from by maria semple Mm -hmm. and uh Basically, what we were trying to figure out is Julia Roberts doing this. We know Halle Berry did Extant on CBS. Is she doing this because she wants to or is she doing this because she needs to? What do you think? Um, I think she's doing this because she wants to. I don't necessarily think that she, I don't think that she's really thinking it through. Maybe she's like all the kids are doing TV. Mm-hmm. They could go from, you know, to from the silver screen to the you know, whatever. Um, I don't think she needs to do this, though. Yeah, that's what like, I why was are you thinking. Doing this? I was thinking Julia Roberts, movie star. Like, yeah, Julia, girl, she what are you doing? She doesn't need to do that. But I had a lot of conversations with people who felt exactly the opposite that she needed to do this because apparently uh, she has a horrible reputation and she's very expensive. And so people don't necessarily want to work with her. And because of that, she's having a hard time commanding her rate. And so if she continues to do anymore. that's what I was saying. She lives in like freaking Oklahoma or something. She's got very little overhead. Mexico and the mega ranch and, you know, Phineas and Herb and all those other children she's got. They're all horseback riding and stuff. Why is she doing this? Yeah, she's got plenty of money. And I mean, she is like a A plus list. Like there's no... 
Like, there's, like, no reason for her to be doing this. Now, on the other hand, Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman, I think they're coming out with a, a limited series on HBO. On HBO. That's different. Oh, HBO like has a lot of prestige to it. Yeah. Now, they need to do this. I think that they, you know, their stars have kind of diminished somewhat. Mm-hmm. Reese had that whole sort of, like, dust up where she got a little bit too crunk and tried to tell the officer who she was and that whole thing. And but he didn't recognize her kind of been sort of like on the outer orbit of, you know, um, celebrity for a little bit now. And I think this is an attempt for her to kind of do a little bit of a reboot. Um, And the same thing kind of with Nicole Kidman. She's kind of, the roles have kind of dried up. And so this is an opportunity to kind of do something limitedly. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a special HBO event. It's not just sort of like your standard, you know, uh, TGI Friday, uh, ABC sort of situation. Right. So at least it has like the, you know, the, the, you know, the, I don't know, like it, it's, it's still something special there. Just being it on, on, on cable, cable television. Yeah. They need to do this. She, Julie Roberts doesn't need to do this. And I think that maybe she's, I don't know, you know what you get gassed up and she might've read the book and really liked it and then decided that she wanted to. Well, hey, the last this, time that happened, like Eat, Pray, Love, she did a movie. Right. Um, but I guess the most recent successful thing that she's been in that was well-received was also at that The Normal Heart, that HBO TV movie, that Ryan Mar- Murphy deal that True. people liked. So I think she's going back to TV. But this feels like an ABC Family kind of idea. This just this seems low-grade. It seems beneath Julia Roberts. And yeah. I still think she's a movie star and she doesn't need to do it. But apparently she between having a bad reputation and, and getting nobody being able to, like pay her $20 million fee. They said but Gary Marshall was the, missteps. Oh, Gary Marshall was ahead. the only person who would pay that fee. And now he's gone. So she needs to, well, he also made her uh, throw on that red tootie wig. Am I not right? That's true. He did. See, and that was a, that was a mistake right there. That's true. Well, but I maybe hope she's changed up all her hair of that people. will point to the fact that, you know, opportunities are drying up for Julia Roberts. Again, there's no need for her to do this at all. Yeah. She, she can just home. kind of wait around. Why not do an indie film? Do something indie. Yeah. Do something TV? indie. Or just do those Lancome commercials and call it a day. Right. Go around and like your, you know, your silk negligee and spray that Lancome, girl. Yeah. Just enjoy your, <sighs> your family, your children, your ranch. Right. Hazel, Phineas, Oregano, <laughs> all those children. Okay. Just have fun. All right. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. Um, did you see that Fergie was back? Fergie is back at it. She's going to keep trying, I guess. Is she? She's been teasing us so. for like three years that a new album is on the way. She dropped a new video for some song called Life Goes On. Yeah. Did you watch it? Um, I did, and it was dead on arrival. It was dead on arrival. It looks like it was sort of chopped together from old clips of Laguna Beach. Right, she went down to the to the boo and rolled around in the sand with her beachy bob and she's really trying to make this this you know comeback album happen but it's just not there. I don't know if it's I think that you know what she's been trying to cook this album up for so long that she's been working with producers for like what 5 years that the tracks are kind of stale now. Right. So you can't leave it on the shelf for that long. You can't. You gotta. You know. Once it's once it's ready, you gotta you gotta put it out there. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get the whole thing sort of conceptualized, realized, and produced within a year, you need to scrap it and start over because it's stale. Yeah. You just gotta start from the drawing board again. But you know, I feel like a lot of these, you know, in a post lemonade world. Okay. <laughs> I think a lot That's of it. artists. That's its own point. But I feel like a lot of artists feel, uh, you know, a responsibility to kind of step their game up a little bit. And, well, she's just not doing it. Well, they I, I don't should, know. honestly. Yeah. Stop It's not happening it here, though. Fergie. You know, it's not, you know, she's, it's, she's so, t- I mean, again, she's so 2000 and late. She's yeah. 2000 and late, you know. Mm. She mm. should be a housewife. Well, if she keeps going down this track, she just may very well be. I think she would fit right in on, like, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, she's got, like, a quasi-legit pop career and a lot of free right. time. Yeah, Josh Duhamel's her husband. They've got the little son. Yeah. 
That would actually probably uh, inject a little bit of um, interest into the franchise, I think. Have you checked? Have you seen any of those recently? I was just catching up on Real Housewives of Atlanta before uh, we started. But I know Beverly Hills started back up recently, and I've seen like half an episode. Yeah, I, I I'm 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 behind a little bit. I think I'm on last season of Beverly Hills. I never really checked for it, but I thought you know I've got a little bit of free time. I'll just kind of like put it on in the background and look at it. And Yolanda's got the Lyme disease, and she's like you know skyping with Gigi and Bella, and she's got an, like an IV drip of green tea. You know, she's falling asleep. Like that's basically the entire premise of like you know most of the episodes that I've seen so far. Right. Yolanda struggling with Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Maybe I'll turn into a couple more episodes to see if I can catch up. Yeah, I, don't I like know. I like the real I like I like the idea of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in theory. Me but too. when I actually sit down to watch it, it Bored. really is not giving me what I need. I need like I need like a reality show type of dynasty situation. I need like a Dominique Devereaux, Crystal Harrington, you know, catfight throwdown and like a lot of fur coats and and Right. And like really real wealth. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting like muffin tops and like tight huts, overly tight huts and jeans, you know, <laughs> and then walking on Robertson. I don't know. It's right. not, this is not. And a serving. lot of platinum roots. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. I used to watch it more regularly when Camille Grammer was on there, but when she left, I was like, I'm out. I don't know why, but I was out for yeah. whatever reason. Cause I she think. kind of like brought a little bit of like cuckoo. Well, the thing is, isn't Camille Grammer like a Jersey girl originally? Yeah. She's a Jersey she, girl. She was like a, a Jersey, like Hooters girl. See, I can work with that. Because, yeah. you know, as someone from Jersey, I know. Like, we like the opulence. We like the extraness. We like a, you know, a feathered, big, you know, fluffy do. Right. You know, everything in like extra, extraness. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no one else that really does that. What was that? Adrian Maloof. When she had like her like extensions with like the the glitter those glitter uh, like cellophane extensions that she used to rock. Yeah, nobody on there right now is is doing anything for me. Yeah, I need. Yeah, they need to go. They the the housewives need a facelift. Part of my uh, holiday turn up this weekend, and our hosting guest took me to West Hollywood, so I was over by Pump and uh, oh. Sir Lisa Vanderpump's properties. Now, um, Pump, is that the gay bar? Yeah. I, gay know, bar? I don't know if it is a gay bar. I didn't really go in, but it's smack dab in the center of West Hollywood, like at the right. epicenter of okay, well, gay they, bars then, and nonsense. So it is. Even Do the children go? Is, Do they go there and dine? It always looks busy. We didn't go there, but like, you know, we were doing the crawl, the West Hollywood crawl, which I don't ever need to go back to West Hollywood. Well, I mean, basically, the Abbey has, um, you know, swallowed the uh, all of Robertson Boulevard now and Santa Monica. Didn't they just recently uh, buy out the Here Lounge yeah, next door, and they're, they're doing like the Abbey Satellite? I don't know what they're calling it. They're calling it like the 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 Crypt or something. I don't yeah, know. something like right? that. I forget the Rectory yeah. probably. Hey, speaking of Netflix, you know what just premiered? I think last week. What? Season two of Netflix's most popular series, Fuller House. I know. I was trying not to talk about it. Damn I, it, I me it came up last week. Did you watch it? I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help watching it. What is it? What is it? <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I feel I'm a certain myself. amount. Were you watching it too? I, you know, Have I you finished it. I finished it the weekend it came out. Last so weekend just, when we recorded it. Yeah, we recorded. I was already done, but I was trying not to talk about it. But you didn't want to tell me about it. Yeah, I was ashamed. Okay, well, here, listen. You're you're in a safe space, and I'm sure that everyone else out there has seen it too. I don't know what it is. I guess it's just the nostalgia factor. I also think that they're very self aware of how cheesy and and kind of fun it is, and and that kind of contributes to it being like fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like they get it. They okay. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they should get it, and they're getting those checks. And I think the other part of it is that they are half hour, and they're so easy, easily watchable. Easy to watch. Yeah. Wholesome and fun. The whole family can watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kimmy Gibbler's giving you googly eyes. The breakout star of that show, though, Stephanie Tanner, oh, Jody Sweeten. Okay. Someone give her a raise. Yeah. She's really. I enjoy her. She's selling it. She's selling the She's goods. She's really selling it. 
great little sitcom actress. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, because that is a talent. I mean, we can all sit here and agree that, like, it's a terrible show. Like, nobody's going to win an Emmy. But it does take a specific skill to sort of sell Set. that kind of, of sitcom. And, and she's doing it. I mean, it. she did it for, like, what, for eight years? Yeah. So she's got a PhD in sitcomology. Mm-hmm. You know? And she does a really good job. She, I think she's, she's got a really master's in catchphrases. Oh, yeah. 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 For yeah, sure. She I, and she's great. I think she's definitely one of the MVPs of, of the show. Um, um, have you finished it? I haven't finished it yet. I just finished the Thanksgiving episode, and I wanted to tell you about it because I think – I and I don't know. I'm sure that if, if you and I have binge-watched it, I'm sure a lot of other people are really – just as enthused about this series as we are. Okay. I think, and after watching the Thanksgiving episode, oh boy. now, spoiler alert, everybody, but the whole family gets together. And not only the whole family, but now the universe, if you will, has expanded. And Joey has come back with his wife and his four kids. And I guess they're like posted up in Vegas because Joey has like a, you know, a, a comedy show. Right. His wife's a magician. And then their four kids are like, you know, the Osmonds. Right. Listen, I think that maybe they're gearing up for some spinoff situations. No, no. Stop right so? there. Nope. Uh, you, no? Nope. They cannot I, spin this off into any more permutations. It's got to stop here. I think it could happen. Why? I, I'm pure. Those little kids were funny, especially the little one. Five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. Mm, nope. You don't think so? No. Hard well, no. I just. I hope that no one's Joey interested and his, and in his the kids. I hope that Joey and his baby's kids make it back for another episode. But I'm gonna don't I'm spoil gonna anything. Throw in my bid for the the other breakout, which is where I thought you were going. The uh, youngest of um, Candace Cameron's kids, that little Max. No, no, kid. the middle one, the middle child, not the youngest, because the baby's the youngest. Oh yeah, not not the baby, not the baby baby, but like the little the sassy middle one, Max, the, the the Stephanie one. Yeah, yeah. Ooh boy, yeah. little. Swishy, hard yeah, he's opinion. Got a sassy, well, you know what? He's got personality. He's got some sass, and he's got a little gravelly husky voice. I do love gravelly husky voice. So cute. Yeah, so cute. And he's got a little trombone. Now, I thought there's a moment in one of the episodes. I forget which one it was. Where I really thought they were trying to tell us that he was a little gay boy. Oh, really? There was one line about um, Blake Shelton. About how and he he's was in love also with giving Stephanie a makeover, too, wasn't he? Right. Yeah. Are they and trying so to get, tell us something? There were a lot of signs, a lot of indicators here. But in, in one of the later episodes, he gets a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Which sort of reverses well, all of that. So I don't know. I'm reading huh. too much into this, but I just thought that was maybe, interesting. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we're looking a little bit too deep into the old, right. you know. You're not supposed to watch it with a magnifying glass. Yeah, yeah. Right. Step away from the screen, okay? Sure. Just at least eight feet back. Turn the subtitles and the subtext off. And don't turn it on Spanish, because God knows what <laughs> God knows what the translation is. <laughs> and don't they like to dance? They really like it. They, they love, a day love to dance. Any so this excuse, season, every episode. This season, they go to an Irish wedding. Mm-hmm. And Candace Cameron Bure decides to uh, river dance. Mm-hmm. While eating a corned beef sandwich and sure. having a Guinness, yeah, as you do. But how did she know all the steps? I mean, what? Because they're they're dancing fools. They are. They are. They're all, they've, well, they've all been on Dancing with the Stars, and I, I'll hold to this. Yeah, I'm sure that Kimmy Gibbler will be the next one to bust a move on that. Show. True, and I'm, or maybe it'll be Ramona, little Ramona. I'm also, her, uh, yeah, yeah. she's she's all, she's getting the Stephanie Tanner dance routines. Oh, yeah. This season. Yeah. They've all been on Dancing with the Stars. All of Dancing with the Stars have been on Fuller House. Um, And I want to say that actress who plays Kimmy Gibbler is also up there with Jodie Sweetin and Stephanie Tanner. Like, she's killing it. I don't know. I don't think that she's done any acting since Full House. I feel like she went off to become a high school vice principal or something like that. But she's Yeah, I don't think she has. Now, actually, after recognizing Jodie Sweetin's extreme talent i needed to know what is her net worth and you know it's really it's only eight hundred thousand dollars that's and good considering i think i think that the richest of them obviously are the olsen twins with their billion dollar you know 
Empire, like the Row and Dual Star. But the runner up to them was actually Steve, who shut up. Yes, he's got he's about like he's worth about twelve million, and shut it's because I'm not lying. Go ahead and Google it. Okay. But he was the voice of Aladdin. You're trying to tell me he got paid millions of dollars to be the voice of Aladdin? Well, I don't know. He he did that. He probably did a couple other things for Disney too. But he is allegedly the the second ri- ri- richest in, in in the whole brood. Okay, I've got a side eye for that one because I remember Robin Williams was famous, famously like sandbagged on Aladdin. They didn't want to pay him his his his. Okay, money well let that. me just look here. Hold on, Jody Sweeten Net. Worth, and I think it gives me a whole rundown of everybody. So we'll we'll we can we can look at everybody. Okay, so Steve Scott Wigner ranks higher than Joey, DJ, and Stephanie. During his time on Full House, he was cast as the voice of Aladdin in Disney's 1992 animated classic. Reprisals of the Disney role paid pretty well and carried his career through the 90s and early. Oh, you know what? That's true. They did do a TV series. There was a cartoon. So that's how he got paid. Okay. He wouldn't. That's how he did it. 12 mil. 12 mil. All right. Whole new world. Don't you dare Mm -hmm. close your eyes. Don't you dare. Okay. I can buy that. Good for him. So that's pretty good. I thought like John Stamos would be up there. Well, he's not doing that bad, right? got a couple he's got a well 20 mil not bad yeah 20 mil no he's 40 mil is what i'm seeing oh i see 20 mil here but maybe we're looking at two different articles yeah well the internet tells lies yeah speaking of cartoon reboots have you seen any of the news about the ducktales reboot very excited okay can't wait so do you have any news for us about this reboot um what's happening no i don't have any news i don't really think there's much to tell they put out like some uh, teaser trailer for it, and we saw some of the casting, but there isn't there isn't um, there isn't a whole lot of news about it right now. So we got nothing. No, but I can tell you who's in it. Please tell us. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It stars Danny Pudi, who was on Community. Excuse me. You remember Op-Ed from Community? Oh yeah, he's in Ducktales. Okay. Uh, ben Schwartz is in there. Bobby Moynihan. Uh, they're playing the brothers, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Beck Bennett uh-huh. from SNL is playing Launchpad McQuack. Um, Kate McCucci is going to play Webby. And some guy. A lot of these of. last names are giving me a lot of side eye here. <laughs> personality. Oh, you recognize their faces. You know them mm-hmm. from like comedy things. Um, okay. All right. Ben Schwartz, I love. He's super funny from yeah. uh, Parks and Rec. He plays John Raphael. And when can we expect the release of this? I think the summer, summer 2017. All right. I, I hope they stick with the theme song or they retool it. The thing I've always loved about the DuckTales theme song is that it sounds exactly like Hollow Notes. You make my dreams. Let's 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 revisit it. Let's let's go back, shall All right. we? Solve a mystery or rewrite history. DuckTales. Every day they're out there making DuckTales. Tales of daring, do that and DuckTales. Oh yeah, that takes me back when the when the when Dunkaroos were popular. Remember Dunkaroos? I sure do. There were Have no, a Dunkaroo was, and a Pepsi and watch some DuckTales. Dunkaroos and a Pepsi. That's where our generation went wrong. Yeah. Like, how can we make sure that kids have cookies, frosting, and soda in their lunches every day? Every day. Dunkaroos. I was just shopping the other day, and Lunchables have expanded from just being like a bologna, cheese, and uh, Ritz cracker situation mm-hmm. un- and into like a whole sort of like next level, like, you know, personal pan pizzas and paninis and like Lunchables has, 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 advanced yeah it used to it was supposed to be a convenience brand and now it's like gourmet like a, a salad niçois lunchable <laughs> right you know right like like what will this tuna travel <laughs> can right I, can i put this in a box and put it on the shelf How is that vacuum seal really gonna keep it that fresh i don't know 
kids are resilient. It does also still come with a dunkable, though. Oh, great. Perfect. That's how yeah. you know it's still for children. That's right. Kichni Swa and a dunkable. <laughs> um, what else happened? Barbara Walters. Oh, she's mad. Is real bad. Yeah. But you know well, what? She started yeah. it. She started it so she can pipe down. She's mad. She thinks ABC's ruined the legacy of The View with all this the revolving door of hosts playing musical chairs. Well, you, you can't get through one episode with someone announcing their departure. Yeah. Uh, DJ Tanner, Candace Cameron, was the latest to announce that she wasn't coming back. Although apparently yeah, well, her departure was pretty, pretty shady because uh, I think she left set one day or she called in sick and didn't show up and didn't talk to anybody for weeks and weeks and weeks. She didn't talk to anybody at the show. And then she came back and said, you know what? I'm not going to continue doing this because I can't fly back and forth because I'm in Los Angeles shooting Fuller House, which is taken off and her commitments to the Lifetime Network. Yeah, I think that this is just sort of a case where she's blown up again. Mm-hmm. You know, Fuller House is a bigger success than anyone probably expected. Right. And she doesn't need that view check. Yeah. And that's fine, because I didn't need her at the table. I didn't really need her at the table either. She wasn't bringing anything to the table that I wanted to hear anyway. Can someone call Michelle Collins again and bring her back? Can someone get Michelle on the horn and bring her back on? Yeah. Now, Raven should have kept her behind set. Yeah. The the truth of the matter is is that she thinks that she's going to get the same magic that uh, the the Fuller House crew did with this series. I don't think it's going to really work for her. I mean, unless Netflix is coming to the table to put that show up on, on... Back on the air. I think it's going to be another Disney XD thing. It's going to be on the Disney Channel property. Yeah, and I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it's going to work. No, it's going to be as successful as Girl Meets World. Yeah. Yeah. Which is to say no one's going to be talking about it. No one's going to be checking. We will watch it for sure at least a couple episodes. Oh, most definitely. Well, we're going to have to kind of give it a a, a once over for sure. Yeah. Uh, But... Those but that's the great short. thing about Netflix. It's the convenience of the binge watch. Yeah. I don't have to wait around. It's on demand. When I want it, I watch it. Right. I'm the boss. I'm the boss here. Mm-hmm. You sound like that sassy toddler from Fuller House. That's, that's a reboot I'd go for. Who's the boss? <laughs> I'm the boss. That could, be, that could be the name of the reboot. That's right. But is Mona still alive? Oh, I'll only do it if Mona if Mona's still alive and kicking. I think Jude the Fly does Mona now. And she's on Transparent. Amazon should yeah. reboot it. They should. And then they could have a Who's the Boss Transparent crossover. Everybody's really, really available. Totally except for Ju- confusing. Ju- that would be too much. That would be too much of a crossover. But I think everybody's around. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffers. As always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. So follow, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.